0: You are listening to Fed by Ravens with Matt and Adam.
1: Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Adam. Welcome to day 300. And I didn't update the board. Oh, 345 and 346. Yes. See, I can do simple math. Good. Welcome to Fed by Ravens where we do simple math. You read a couple (laughs) chapters every day of the year. Bingo, bango. You've read the Bible. Wow. We're glad you're joining us as we are rounding the corner on finishing our goal, which was really just a bunch of little daily readings for the year of 2018. Where are we today in the Old Testament, Matt? I know we're starting a new book. Yes. Our Old Testament reading for today is Esther chapter
0: 1 through chapter 5.
1: Well, now, Esther. Yeah. Let's talk about the book of Esther. It is one of the books that's written while in exile. Mm -hmm. But what's unique about this is these are, uh, they call it, if you ever get into reading theological books, Mm -hmm. you'll see a word that looks different. It's the diaspora. Oh, yeah. The diaspora. And basically, that always refers to, if you ever come across that word, it means to God's people who had been scattered among the nations, among the nations, uh, because of exile. Mm-hmm. So, whenever they the people of God get exiled, He leaves remnants in those places. Partly because it makes a lot of sense for people who've lived there for seventy years mm-hmm. just to stay, and God says you can stay. Um, also, it's God's big plan to save the world. Yeah. I, yes. And so this is a story of the. Diaspora. Yes. So Cyrus has already given his edict to go back. Mm -hmm. So because of Daniel, uh, the kings have legalized Judaism. Mm -hmm. That needs to be noted as you approach the Book of Esther. Yes. So it's legal, and many Jews have risen to prominence in the actual governing. Yeah, because of Daniel. And not only that, the great Cyrus the Great. He's like the Persian version of. He's the Persian version of Alexander the Great. <laughs> okay, just came. I'm quite amused with myself on no, that one. I see. Um, but this is his. Uh, we we meet the king now, who is his grandson. His grandson. So some years have passed. Cyrus is gone. And uh, the temple has been rebuilt. Yes, and it's been uh,
0: 38 years since the temple has been rebuilt. The walls around
1: Jerusalem have not been rebuilt yet, though. Right. So all this is to say, the importance of Esther is. This is about the people, the diaspora, the, the ones who've been scattered and haven't returned to the Holy Land. Yes. And so it's giving us a, a temperature reading of the nation's surrounding. And mm-hmm. what always has happened is, like, David might have a good relationship with a king, but then his son doesn't. Mm-hmm. Or it's even like Solomon. His sons got corrupt. And, mm-hmm. and that's what you're dealing with throughout the world is when leadership changes, some of the deals that were made change as well.
0: Mm-hmm. So... Right now, we are being introduced to the new king of Persia, Ahasuerus, or better known as Xerxes. Yes,
1: Xerxes. This is the is this the Xerxes from the great film Two Hundred? <laughs> uh, yeah. Really, three hundred. But yes. oh, three hundred. <laughs> I only ever planned for two hundred to make it. <laughs> so three hundred. That's right. yes.
0: This is the same Xerxes from that film. Um, this is the beginning of his reign. Uh, Throughout the reign, he is actually going to be having a his his uh, bad war with Greece, mm-hmm. and uh, but that is going to be background for this book. It's not really going to be dealt with,
1: right? So you just need to know King Asuerus yes. is a big bad dude. Yes, he's he, in the line of Cyrus, and he's very important. And he, you'll gather, and from he has
0: room. at this point the largest kingdom. That anyone
1: has ever uh, set up? Chapter one says straight up he reigned from India to Ethiopia, over 127 provinces. So this is the biggest kingdom recorded. Yes. Cool. Yeah. So, chapter one, we get into it. We get the location, we get the time, we get the king. He's in the capital of Susa, mm-hmm. where uh, perhaps he'd come and vacation. And he decides to throw a 180-day feast.
0: A feast for half the year. It's basically, I think, this is like his coronation year. Okay. So I think this is one of the reasons why. Also, uh, according to history,
1: Persian kings love
0: to throw giant feasts anyways.
1: So the whole place is partying. The women are having a feast Mm -hmm. and a partying too. And separately, it sounds like. Queen, Vashti. And xerxes says bring over vashti well and then
0: another this was a feast but another big deal is at the end of the 180 days he had a seven week or a seven day feast for Mm -hmm. all the commoners that's right so like they were allowed into the palace like anyone who lived in that capital was allowed in they were allowed to drink whatever they wanted and it was just like this is a
1: party So at the end of the drunkenness Mm -hmm. for everyone, Mm -hmm. he says, come and let's show my wife off. Yes. I don't know exactly what this means, but it was offensive enough to her to say, no, I'm not going in after seven days of drinking Mm -hmm. to appear uh, before the commoners and your friends and everybody. Yes. Because that's a wild card. Mm -hmm. And so as a result, all his advisors, he's very upset, Mm -hmm. and this is how powerful he is. He basically says, this will set a bad example to the commoners Mm -hmm. that women don't have to obey their husbands. Right. Basically, she made a fool of him by saying, no, I'm not doing that, and says, I'm going to replace you. Yeah.
0: So he says, I'm going to replace you. You're not going to be queen anymore. And then he makes a royal decree.
1: Right. Saying... You should never do... Never make a royal decree after seven days of drinking.
0: Yeah. Makes
1: a royal decree
0: forcing all women to be subject to their husbands and everything And they have to legally submit to their husbands, no matter what, to the point that even if they're in mixed marriages, they're not allowed to, like if the wife comes from another background, she's not allowed to speak her own language in her own house.
1: Right. So this is the king of of Persia. Yes. Uh, Not a king that God set up. But Mm -hmm. God often uses evil for his plan. He makes room for his plan. So that's what the first chapter is setting up. What is going to happen? And that's where we meet our heroes, Mordecai, a Jew who has lived through the exile. Yeah, so I mean, he okay. got out of there with Jehoiakin. Yeah well, not him. He was taken he was, at that time. Yeah, yeah,
0: around there, yeah. So he um yes. He's I old. He's, he's older, and he is it sounds like he is of the line of Saul. Okay. A the so he's from the line of Benjamin, and like the people they place in his lineage are names that are in the lineage of Sauls. So he's like of kind of a royal lineage. Um, he probably had a lot of weight within the uh, in the courts in Jerusalem before they were taken. So and he's like worked his way into favor in
1: that's this always, reign. And that's always you know most of the time I've engaged Esther. I'm not gonna lie, it was through Veggie Tales with my kids. Yeah. And even then, even reading it, you don't always get a sense for how come he has access to the king's mm-hmm. courts, and, and it is because he was one of the higher-ups taken away. Yes, yes, totally. Okay, so he raises Esther. Yeah, Esther is his cousin. Right. And
0: her parents died, and he raises her as his own. But her
1: name, so she has this name, Esther, Yes. which is like a star god or something mm-hmm. of Babylon, but then her Hebrew name could also mean hidden, hidden, to conceal, which which is so great because reading the story, uh, we have to mention the book of Esther never once says God. Yes. It's the only book in the Bible that never references God directly, directly and says the word. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but when you put it in your con in the context, she is the hidden concealed God in dark places. Mm -hmm. When things are falling apart, God is there. He's not always making himself Apparent, but yes. he is there. Yeah, and then they're also,
0: these are uh, Israelites living in exile among people who,
1: while their religion is legal, they're not particularly liked. Yeah, they're not the, a majority no. at all. They're definitely a minority. Well, Esther then is rounded up because there's a virgin roundup.
0: Yeah, so. By the um, king's decree. So this is like three years after the original coronation. Um, the war with Greece is going poorly and he needs to distract himself. And now he's remembering, Oh man, I don't have a queen anymore. Okay. Let's add to my harem. Yes. And so he has, uh, yeah, the virgin roundup as, just, that might be our uh, title. <laughs> <laughs> he rounds up all the virgins and, and adds them to his harem and they are given a, a year long like beauty treatments. Yeah. It's
1: pretty amazing.
0: Um, it's pretty
1: intense. So yeah, she gets a year of facial treatments of everything. And like, it's like they a light
0: they lighten her skin right. color. They um they teach her all the proper etiquette for the royal court, and they they give her like attendance, and she's like actually finding favor with the the eunuchs who are in charge of her,
1: and they're like, Okay, they're giving her better quarters and they're really taking care of her. Well, if you look closely too, you'll see Esther does the thing that is hard for the people of God to do, she just kind of obeys.
0: Yeah, she just So submits.
1: She, she submits to Mordecai, who mm-hmm. says, Don't tell everybody you're Jew. Yeah. You're Jewish. Do not do that. And then she submits to, like, whatever the attendants say, the king likes, mm-hmm. she just does. She's so just that's just noted. It. She's like, All right. And yeah. then, but this
0: is also putting her at, like, a moral. Um, dilemma, Put, yes. it's putting her into moral dilemmas, because she is going to be compromising to hide the fact that she's a Jew. She's going to probably be, be breaking um, a lot of the uh, right. like Levitical tenets and stuff she's, like that.
1: She's going against her people, she's going against but, she's under the guidance of, you must do it this way. Yeah. And, and we'll see that as we go. So long story, longer um, the King Caesar she's obviously a beauty. Yes. Like, people notice her, and so she makes it through all the different... It's basically, like, the world's first bachelorette. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so he's choosing from a harem of, mm-hmm. of girls, and he chooses her.
0: Yeah, so, the, like, the way it would go is that he would call a girl in each night, and and then once they spent the night with him, they would then move to a new quarters, and because now they were his, uh, right. officially his, and they would have different... But then... Usually, you didn't, once you moved to that section, you never, the king never saw you again.
1: Right. Because, again, you have to realize throughout history, uh, physical intimacy is a union. Mm -hmm. So they are now united forever. And for the king, it's like, good, I'm united. She's mine. Mm -hmm. And now I don't have to do anything. I'm done with her. Yes. So she'll just be an adornment to my reign Mm -hmm. and rule. So you have to, when you put it in that perspective, it's not like they got married. And she can just talks to the king every nope. night, and so what happens is you have to know that going into it. So Mordecai is always at around, and he hears of a plot to kill the king. Wait, 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 wait! No, no, you're you're skipping, you're jumping. I'm not skipping much, bro.
0: No. So so she goes in, she she pleases the king, and the king makes her queen. Makes her the okay. queen. He okay. sees her. He's like, whoa, done. Uh, you're gonna be the you're the next queen. He gives her. Uh, The coronation, and now she's set up as the queen.
1: Right. Now we jump back to Mordecai. Mordecai has this scene where he overhears some disgruntled servants, eunuchs. and The the guys who guard the king's door while he sleeps. Yeah, they're upset with the king, and they're planning a uh, a coup. Yes. And Mordecai tells, it's recorded. Then Mm -hmm. the king is like, thank you. He records it in his chronicles Mm -hmm. of the king that Mordecai saved his life. Yes. That's, and then we just kind of leave that and get back to the story, because right. we know it'll come back to, into play.
0: Now we get introduced to a very interesting character. It's very abrupt, but this is like several years later. I had five years later after yeah. she's queen. So she's yes. been
1: queen for five years. Yes. Okay.
0: So now we get introduced to Haman the Agite. Agagite. Yes. Now, Haman the Agagite uh, is most likely a reference to King Agag, who was an a king of the Amalekites. Yes. It was during the time of Saul. And mm-hmm. and there's this whole thing of there's enmity between the Amalekites and God's people forever. And uh, they're even from Esau, which there's enmity between Esau and Jacob. So... And
1: there's again, enmity between the serpent and the woman.
0: Yes. So again, like, as you're reading this from a Jewish perspective, you're going, oh, this guy's bad news. Right. Uh, he's from a lineage who hates us. Yes. And so... He all of a sudden It's known
1: as the destroyer.
0: Yes, he is all of a sudden made second in command of all the nat- of all of Persia and everything, and a decree goes out that to honor him, everyone has to bow down to him and uh, basically kind of give him like almost like worship
1: regency. So mm-hmm. the king, he's like the king's right hand man. Yeah, or as I would refer to him, a hired goon. Sure.
0: And so Mordecai though is like refuses to bow down to this guy.
1: This is what happens in exile. Mm-hmm. There's always a few who will not bow. They're just like and God uh, always has His people. We just can't do that. Can't do it, man. Because uh, if I bow to you, then kill me now. Like yeah. it's just kill me. You're separating me from yeah. everything I know and love, and I'm gonna die alone mm-hmm. if I bow down, and I'm gonna die alone if I don't bow down. But I'm not gonna be alone if I don't, because God will be with me. Yeah. So the. Uh,
0: the like royal advisors notice this and they're like hey man just listen just be cool and Mordecai's Mm -hmm. like no i know my rights i know i'm not i'm part of a
1: protected group
0: i I don't have to do this yes and so haman takes it way personally yes and cannot stand that this one little jew is standing up to him
1: so because he he recognizes the history he's representing too yeah he knows amalekites are better than the israelites so he plot, he hatches a little plot, goes before
0: Xerxes and says, and he doesn't, he's super general and super vague and it's a very,
1: is that brilliant approach. But before the plan, Matt, you're Ooh. jumping way ahead. Oh, yes, sorry. I'm so glad I get to do that to you. He uses the month. The month where they, they consult all their oracles and they make like oh, clay okay. dice and everything. So yeah. he has his, his... Uh, he goes like for a 12 year, or 12 month. Yes
0: casting lots. Right.
1: So for 12 months, he's uh, he's conferring with all these supernatural occult things. So that's why I think he comes back with this plan, because he has the gods, lowercase g, behind him. Mm-hmm. And then he presents it to uh, Xerxes. Xerxes. And he says, hey, there's, there's certain people that are
0: scattered among our nation. Uh, they don't follow our laws. They don't follow our religious system. They're really not good or beneficial for anyone. And um and it, what does he use? He he says um, it's just not, pro, it's not to the king's prophet to tolerate them. Um, it says let it be decreed that they be destroyed. But the term there really is to enslave. It's right. not actually to kill them. It's let's just enslave them. And you know what? If you if you let me do this, I'll give you ten
1: thousand, uh, gold I'll talents pay for this. Yeah, or talents of silver. And underneath it is, I've checked in with the gods. You're struggling with the Greeks. Yeah. Like things are kind of, you know, not as And you've hired me to be this guy, Mm -hmm. so let me do it. And I'll bribe you. I'll I'll give you all this silver. So Xerxes knows a good deal when he hears it. What's it to him?
0: Yeah, whatever. Okay, Yeah. cool. cool. And so he gives him the seal, and then Haman then writes out the letter. And the letter is not, let's enslave the Jews. It's, let's commit genocide. Yeah,
1: let's wipe out everybody on the 13th. On the 13th day of the 12th month. Yes. So there's a day. Maybe that's why I, unlucky 13.
0: Yeah, so they set up this day, and now it's a year in advance. Like, So now it's going to be a year later. They're going to prepare for this and figure it all out. The uh, document goes out in all the different languages, so everyone understands this, who this is from. And um, it says at the very end of chapter 3, they sit down, uh, the king and Haman and they have like a little feast for themselves while the
1: rest of the city is in like turmoil because they're like what? they're horrified because that's the end of chapter 3 because this is not how any at any point so far since the exile mm-hmm. this is not how we've handled people we've brought back right like this feels don't like not just kill out an entire no race of people. No, so it feels wrong to the people. Mm -hmm. Then in chapter four, uh, Mordecai is mourning. He's making a big deal Mm -hmm. about it in the the king's kind of court. He's mourning, he's lamenting, he's wailing, because he wants everyone to know this is not right, and this is a big, big deal. This is
0: a big deal. So then he makes
1: a plea
0: to Esther, and
1: he's like, okay, I know you've been keeping your
0: identity hidden, but now is the time to make your identity known because you will not be spared in this. No, you will be wiped out as well, and it's time for you to make a move. Cause she's like, look, you're asking me to go before the king, and I can't go before the king just whenever I please. Like, uh, there's the whole thing that if you're not invited to the king, yeah, um, you're just if you walk in, you are like executed. Yes,
1: unless you're immediately pardoned by him raising his scepter towards you, golden scepter. The great, uh, the the verses, because we got to wrap up Esther here. The verse, though, to remember is chapter 4, verse 14. Mm -hmm. And he says, uh, Mordecai says, For if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance will rise for the Jews from another place. Right. Which is so cool. Like, he understands God has his people in places. He's hidden, but he's here. But you and your father's house will perish. And who knows whether you have not come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Yeah, so
0: he's recognizing God's providence in this. He's recognizing, like, I know if you don't save us, someone else will. So it's not all up to you. It's up to God. But you will probably be destroyed. And he says your father's house will be destroyed because she's the sole heir here. And so he's not, like, making... He's not joking around. He's not joking around. And so she is like, okay, if I do this, I will do it. But I need you to gather all our people, and I need you guys to fast for three days. Right. Do not eat or drink.
1: She's like, go out and fast. fast." But then the other famous verse is in that same section where she says, go out and fast. I'm a young woman and will fast as you do. Yes. Then I will go to the king, though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. Yep. So, like, the whole approach to life in exile is who knows? Maybe God's going to use you. Yep. Regardless, He's going to raise us up. I don't know where or how, He will. And if He can use you, great. Who knows? And then the idea is if I perish, I perish. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to die at the, their hands or I'm going to die from just the sin of the world right. or old, old age. But I'm making myself available to the Lord. And the way we do that is to fast and to pray. And fasting is a recognition. It is not in my strength. It is outside of my strength. Dear God, right. help. So she
0: goes before the king without being invited. The king sees her. And he raises his he royal. He immediately does. He like scepter. says, "Hey
1: girl, what's up? What's come on up? in." Oh, here's the scepter.
0: And then he's like, Wh- "Whatever you want. Ask. I'll give she's you up so smart half though. half my kingdom." Yeah. Ask. And he's like, and she's like, "Oh, I just want you and uh, your right-hand man to come have a little feast with me tonight." Yeah. A little personal banquet. And he's like, "Okay." And they have the little feast. And He's like, "What do you really want? Ask. I'll give it to you." And she's like, "Okay." Well, let's do another little banquet. This is nice. Let's do another banquet, you and Haman, tomorrow night.
1: And then tomorrow night, I will give you... I'll tell you what I really want. He's like, great. And then you have Haman who's like telling people, things are going great for me. Yeah. Even the queen has invited me in for just a feast with the king. Yeah. I'm. But what happens with, you know, when you're rich and things are going well, you always have drama. And the little thorn for Haman is this pesky little Jew Mm -hmm. still is not giving me my honor. And so that's stealing his joy and his happiness, right? So he, like,
0: after the feast, walks out past the gate, and who's there is Mordecai, who has a death sentence, basically, and he's still refusing to bow down to Haman as he walks by. so funny. And so he's, like, complaining to his family, and his family's like, just kill the guy do something about it
1: okay I'm gonna build a gallows and we're gonna hang Mordecai
0: yeah and so their gallows was a giant pole that you would push people onto and they would impale them and they would (sighs) hang and
1: starve on it as the crows ate their body wow yeah that's where we end with Esther but the good thing is God is he's not seen and he's not spoken of but he's definitely there Mm. cling to that in your own stories this week Moving to our New Testament. Our New Testament reading for today is Revelation chapter 2, verse 18 through chapter
0: 3.
1: So, Revelation, again, we're in the apocalyptic literature. If you want to hear all the intro stuff to Revelation, it was last episode. Last episode. Because so,
0: we need to just get into it. So,
1: what we're getting into, we would already talked to, the angel has already um, addressed the first what, three churches?
0: Yeah, this so, is Jesus addressing the churches. So
1: Jesus is addressing each church in this vision to John. Mm-hmm. And remember, there's seven churches. There's seven stars, seven lampstands, which are the churches. And each has an angel. Mm-hmm. And he has a message of, really, repent of repentance and forgiveness mm-hmm. and gospel. Yeah, totally. To each church. And each church represents pretty much the churches of the earth.
0: Yes. Um, While also representing real churches. Yes. In the actual area. So... We start off with the church of
1: Thyatira. Thyatira, Matt. Thyatira. Come on. Thyatira. You didn't go to enough conferences about the end times. Thyatira. Thyatira. So their local detail, here's how I'll break it down. Mm-hmm. Their local detail is the so-called uh, prophetess Jezebel is there. Yes. Some there have known the depths of Satan. Yes. <laughs> so in this in this town... They uh you used to serve and you used to love, but now you've tolerated these kind of satanic false prophecies. It's
0: yeah, mixed in. Where they're basically coming into the church and they're mixing the uh pagan idolatry of their culture with the uh the Christian church. And so he's kinda like, um, yeah, you guys need to turn away from her and repent.
1: Right. So the Son of God he there's always an image of Christ to these mm-hmm. churches. So the Son of God, Christ, enters in with eyes like fire and feet like brass, and he searches the thoughts and hearts. Mm -hmm. So there's Christ inserted there. And again, the good is love, faith, service, endurance, praying that your last works are more than your first works, but the bad is you're tolerating sexual immorality and idolatrous behavior. The call to repent is repent of idolatry with Jezebel. Mm -hmm. And then what comes from her, Like, the uh, basically, it'd be like the children of Jezebel would Mm. be false prophecies and things like that. And you must hold fast. But then this is the gospel. Yes. He says, I do not lay any other
0: burdens on you. Right. He's like, hold fast to what I've taught you. Yes. Like, keep my works, and I will give you authority over the nations.
1: Each church has a promise Mm -hmm. to the one who conquers. So if you hold on to the faith... I'll give you authority over the nations with an iron scepter.
0: And then this one's also cool. He says, I will give you the morning star. I know. And the morning star in uh, the Old Testament is always a reference to the Messiah. Perfect. So he's like,
1: I will give you me. You will gain me. If you hang on, you will gain me. So here's the good. Then he goes to Sardis. And the good there is, a few have not polluted their garments are worthy to be dressed in white. So Mm -hmm. that's even a throwback to like Jude or a throwback to... Zechariah and yes. the high priest Joshua. Some of you have been pure. The bad is I know your works. You have a reputation of being alive, but you're dead. Yeah. That's bad. That's bad. But the, and the local detail in Sardis is, again, it's the same thing. You have a reputation for being alive, but inside you're dead.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, there's a call to, oh, how does Christ show up there? He has seven spirits of God and yes. the seven stars. Yes. And then the call is to repent. Keep what you received Watch, lest I return as a thief. Mm -hmm. And then the promise to them, because that's like the law, like you guys are slipping, but the promise is, you will be dressed in white. I will not remove your name from the book of life, and I will confess your name before my father and his angels. So though you are dead, if you hang on to me, your names will be written in the book of life. Perfect. Philadelphia, the good there is I've placed before you an open door, and you've kept my word and not denied my name. The bad is... uh,
0: there's actually this one it's just outside persecution. Yeah. So there's Jewish persecution and he's like I will humble them before you. You really are my you are my chosen people. The my nation has gone out
1: beyond just the borders of Judea. And that's where behold I'm at the door and I knock and I yeah. want to come in and eat with you. Yes. It's so funny, right? Like it's funny in the sense of we always think of God's knocking at your door, let him in. Which is true enough, because mm-hmm. I think they are the the call for them is to be uh, be evangelist in a place of persecution. Mm-hmm. But it's that I might come in and eat with you, like which, sh- which the, is the a, Lord's supper or the, yeah. a small meal before the major feast.
0: But then it's also a big deal considering that this is a Gentile church, mm-hmm. and Jesus, who
1: is of Jewish descent, would eat with Gentiles. Perfect. Behold, I knock the door, and I want to eat with you. And then the promise is, I will place him as a pillar in God's temple. I will write on him God's name and the name of God's city and my new name. So again, they're probably feeling um, ostracized
0: by the Jewish people, and they're being probably being accused of, you are not really God's people, right. but God's promise to them is, you really are. You will be a pillar of my
1: temple. I'm, and just like I write my name on the city of Jerusalem, mm-hmm. I write my name on you. Yeah. Huge, great news. See, every church, we focus on, oh, are we like them? Is that the Mm -hmm. bad? And what you need to focus on is we have all these bad things in us. Oh, yeah. But all these promises are to those who can hold on to Christ. So you just hold on to the faith and go, I love you, Lord. I believe you. Forgive me. And you'll get a new name. You'll be given authority. You'll Anyway, hidden manna, all these great things. Laodicea is the classic, oh, in fact, there's no good in Laodicea, is it? The best they got is, mm, you're kind of lukewarm.
0: Okay, so this is a confusing one. I've heard this one kind of misinterpreted a lot, Like because he says, you're neither cold nor hot. Oh, this is where he knocks. So. And uh, and the, idea, the thing I've heard before is, like, God either wants you to be on fire or not yeah. at all. He doesn't want you to be lukewarm. That's right. the worst. No, 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 no. That's messed um, me up for years. What you need to know is, actually, he's speaking really specifically to the location of this church, which is the city is in between uh, two cities that one has a hot spring and the other one has uh, cool, refreshing springs. Mm -hmm. So you'd either go to one town to relax or you'd go to the other town to be refreshed. And their town had the mixing of the springs and they had lukewarm waters and no one would go vacation there. So he's using a metaphor for, look, you're not refreshing, nor are you... Relaxing, there's nothing good about you. Right. People are just like, meh, about you. That's how I am about you right now. So you've gotten too lax in your riches, and you're re- looking at your own wealth as success. Right. Don't it, look to that. Basically,
1: the Laodicea is worldly. Yes. They're just looking at that and but the image of Christ is the faithful and true witness, the source of creation. Mm-hmm. And then um, the call to repentance is let this is the knock. I knock on the door. I'm yes. sorry, I shot, I, I said it too early. That's um, all right. but uh, let me in and eat with you. And he does say, This is good. He does say, Whom I love, I reprove and
0: discipline. Yes, he's like, So I, the reason I'm even taking time to discipline you or say these things about you is because I actually love you and, and I want you to be here. And, I want to eat with you. And you
1: know what the promise is to Laodicea I will grant to sit with me on my throne. Mm-hmm. So in the past, I've heard these, and I've just tried to figure out, oh, I'm this church, I'm that church, I right. am I need to get better, which is always the beginning of true faith is repentance. Mm-hmm. So that's the beginning. Your eyes are opened up, and you see how you're failing. But the, it's followed by the promises of God, which says, I mean, here's the promises to all seven churches, and they're all ours in Christ. I'll grant to eat of the tree of life and paradise of God, boom. I will not... Uh, will not be hurt by the second death, you'll live forever. I will give the hidden manna and the white stone and a secret name. I will give authority to rule the nations with an iron scepter and will give the morning star. You will be dressed in white. I will not remove your name from the book of life. I, I will confess your name before my father and his angels. I will place you as a pillar in God's temple. I will write my name Um, I will write on him God's name and the name of God's city and my new name and I will grant you to sit with me on my throne. These are the promises to the church if they can just continue to trust in Christ, ask for forgiveness and trust in Christ. So far, Revelation's pretty clear. Yeah. I don't get it. What's the confusion? All right. Oh, just wait and see. The visions are about to kick in 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 four because we get to the throne of heaven. But up to this point... It's pretty, pretty clear. Yeah, God loves His church. Mm-hmm. We are the lampstand. We're fueled by the Holy Spirit. We're governed by the stars, the angels, and it matters that we get together and worship Him. Hold on.
0: Sweet. Our song for today is Psalm 140, verses 6 through 13. I say to the Lord, You are my God. Give ear to the voice of my pleas for mercy, O Lord. O Lord, my Lord, the strength of my salvation. You have covered my head in the day of battle. Grant not, O Lord, the desires of the wicked. Do not further their evil plot, or they will be exalted. As for the head of those who surrounded me, let the mischief of their lips overwhelm them. Let burning coals fall upon them. Let them be cast into fire, into miry pits, no more to rise. Let not the slanderers be established in the land. Let evil hunt down the violent man speedily. I know that the Lord will maintain the cause of the afflicted and will execute justice for the needy. Surely the righteous shall give thanks to your name. The upright shall dwell in your presence.
1: Boom! You've just been fed by ravens. Go in peace and serve the Lord. We'll talk to you next time.